This is Gray Man Media Content. Welcome to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast. I am your host, John Wolf, and we are again recording remotely here uh, in my at-home studio. Uh, I am working on upgrading the audio quality here, but hey, you know, it's a work in progress. And uh, remotely means uh, being within six feet of business without a mask because we're both covered in testing. And again, welcome back, Vinny. I into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. And COVID is BS. Welcome back, Vinny, to another episode uh, of Wolf, Ta- Wolf Takes a Bite podcast. Alright, well, we're going to talk about the Devil's Tramping Ground tonight. Oh, yeah. Now, this is, I'm really excited. Now, I did cover a little bit of this in episode one. The best is my recollection, that is. Uh, but I'm very excited to hear your side of the story we're, from we're the not, horse's mouth. We're not going to get distracted by harp this time. Not this time. No, 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 no. But we will do a harp episode. Because devil trapping around is a whole experience. Unique into itself. And but, how is that? Alright, well, you guys, devil trapping's around. Alright, so there's only a few places in the world where all right, singular circles exist in the middle of a forest. Uh, we've all heard about them. There's a, uh, the most famous place is a place in Romania. And it's a giant circle that exists in the middle of the forest. Now they've, just like the Devil's Tramping Ground, you had scientists and everyone that's come out and researched and looked at and tried to figure out why Randomly, in the middle of the forest, a perfect circle between the plants and the wildlife exists. And in this circle, there's no reason that, like, life doesn't grow or plants don't grow or anything. But for some odd reason, in the middle of this random circle in the middle of the forest, uh, the thing is that nothing grows like it's just a complete blank spot and uh, there's only a few places in the world that anybody knows about and the devil's tramping ground is one of the ones that you can visit in the United States of America and it's in uh, it's not far outside of Raleigh North Carolina and it's a I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you from my experiences that, like, the fact that it is that there's a reason it's called the Devil's Tramping Ground, because it scares the crap out of me. Actually, it is the most, out of anything I've had, it is the second most frightening experience of time I've spent anywhere, 
that I've ever had and I will never forget the time that I spent there and I will never forget the experience that it took to actually travel to there be there and travel back from there because it just wasn't the time that it was spent actually in that place it was the time that it took experiencing times that I was going to it and it was the time that I experienced coming back from and the experiences that I had with other people using my cell phone that even made it far more creepier than I ever imagined. So, this is definitely something that not many people have gotten to experience. And you said you had your cell phones with you. Did you get any kind of video or audio recordings to prove what you've seen? There is audio evidence of the strange situations that revolve around the devil's tramping ground. From your own yeah. recordings, right? Uh, not just from my own recordings, but from the individuals that thought that they got recordings. So the recordings disappeared. It'll make more sense as I explain it, but like it does, okay. like yeah, they're uh, using our modern cell phones, like the strangeness that incorporated in it made it way more freaky and like weird like it like it creeped me out for days and at the end of it the person that I and like I did not experience this by myself the person that I experienced it with also both of us refuse to ever go back to this place ever again. So I can't take you back get you to take me back there. I will <laughs> I will take you close to there, but I will never <laughs> I will never take you back to the actual place because I it it scared me so much that I would actually I was gonna say that uh, the thing that New Orleans scared me the most, but to be quite honest, like at this point uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the devil's tramping ground comes second to this. Like the thing that I experienced personally in New Orleans is second to what I experienced outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. What? Now I have a hard time believing that. I mean, I've already heard this story from you, and I even listening to you that night sober was completely horrified, but yet very fascinated. But like. Almost to the point, it's like it would be a suicide mission to try and go there for somebody of like it does, my it, spiritual connection. Like I'm does, just an open book. It does. It shit. feels like a suicide mission actually trying to go there. Like it really does. No matter how spiritually connected that you are, like it feels like a suicide mission going there. And like it doesn't feel like that when you don't know what you're expecting. But I will tell you. That it all started out in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. And I tell you, I sat there and two of my friends who love the paranormal, 
that same night before we ever ventured out, we went to explore an abandoned hospital. We went to explore places near Raleigh that were like abandoned and haunted. And we looked them over and we were like, oh, this is neat. Oh, that is weird. But the Devil's Tramping Ground, that was... That was like the King Tut of the Egyptian Empire for us. Uh, that was way outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. And we sat there and we were like, we're going to go. We're going to go. So we sat there and we're like, we're going to go find Devil's Tramping Ground. It's one of the few places in America where you sit there and like there is a perfect circle created in the forest that nobody can explain and we're like, we're going to go check it out. Now, to be granted, the few days before, we actually explored an abandoned castle. Ooh, that's cool. Like, an abandoned Romanian castle that was built in the middle of the forest. Now, my friends who lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, have never found this place. And they didn't even know it existed. But I sat there and I'm like, like, no, we're we're gonna go find this. And we went and traversed in the middle of the woods. But on New Year's Eve two thousand nineteen, traversing into the beginning of the year of twenty twenty, we sat there and we're like we want to go explore things that, like, just nobody explores. So we went outside the city of Raleigh, and we sat there, and we're like, we're going to go find something unique. So the first thing that we stopped by was an abandoned mental hospital that had been falling apart, and we've taken a lot of photos, and we explored it. But, I mean, there was nothing creepy, like nothing, no apparitions, no anything. It was just an abandoned complex. It was nothing. And we're like, we're going to go to the Devil's Tramping Ground. Something that we heard about, but we could not find a lot of information about. Uh-huh. And it's not something I've even, like, really read about or heard about more than uh, really pretty much what you told me about it. Like, it's not something that's very widely known, I would say. There's a lot of limited information about this place. And it's because that once we, afterwards, after experiencing the place, once we dive down into the people that live in the area around it, and the people that grew up around it, and the information that was experienced, the thing was is that, like, the information that's put out on the internet about the devil's tramping ground is viewed as like this is information like you don't want to touch you don't want to look into it you don't want to experience this you don't want to be a part of it like all the people that grew up in the area around the devil's tramping ground basically express that they've been there once and they'll never go there again and most of these people that grew up in the area around that town sit there and go, hey, now that I've went there, I'm never going to go there again, and I'm going to move away from home. I don't want to live here. I don't want to live near this place. Like, all these people go away from it. They're 
frightened of it. They're but it's scared. already like a very rural farm community, isn't it? It is. It's a rural and a farm community. And the thing was is that like us going to look at it, me and my friend Heather, like we had no idea about any of this. We researched all of this after our experience. Our experience frightened us and scared us so much that we decided to run away and ex- and explore the actual evidence of the area before we actually sat there and took the time to review it before we actually went there. So our experience has been truly genuine because of the fact that we were completely, in a word to say, is completely ignorant to this situation that we went to go experience. So how did you all like first find out about the place then? Well, the only reason that we first found out about the place is the fact that I sat back and when we went to go visit our friend uh, on the New Year's Day of 2020, we went to go visit our friend. I went to look up paranormal places that we could experience and go view and check out. The Devil's Tramping Ground happened to be one of them. Wasn't a lot of information about it, uh, but it was a place to go and check out. And I knew about the circle in the middle of the forest that was in Romania. And I that, remember reading something about that too, yeah. Yeah, and those places do exist, but the fact is that there's not a lot in America too. Like, I mean, there's only like three of these circles that exist on the planet. But we had one that was within like hours of where we were. It's like so six hours away, Raleigh, right? Well, uh, Raleigh's like nine hours. Okay, it's nine hours from Louisville, but like uh, on driving terms. Uh, but uh, outside of Raleigh, I mean, this was another couple hours of the drive. This is the time that we spent actually traversing to the area and the time that we spent traversing back from the area is one of the parts that makes experiencing time there absolutely so freaky is because we experienced a legitimate loss of time while we were there and we're sure you're not having an abduction experience either like now, this is just not, it's not a separate from alien synapse or paranormal experience like that. Yeah, we didn't yeah. we we didn't feel this is not alien abduction or anything like that. This was just experiencing the energy that was around that area. So here's the thing, is that from Raleigh is that to get to Devil's Tramping Ground. So we had to take, we had to go from Raleigh, we had to turn onto one expressway, turn onto another expressway. We had to take multiple turns left and right to get to the main expressway that we went down the road and that that road finally reached the offshoot road 
like basically farmland uh, that we turned off of that road. And when we went off of that road, before we even got there, I pointed out to her, I was like, do you not notice the fog and the clouds? Like, above the trees. Like, they glowed weird colors. Yeah, you said they were, like, an orange, purple, green. Like, yeah, stuff that wasn't, like, normal for the It wasn't normal or average. It was, like, there was, like, glows of colors of clouds. But the, the weird thing was, to me, while I was driving down that road, is there was not farmhouses. There was not horse ranches. There wasn't anything there. There was no reason... For there to be a glow above that cloud, there was no reason. And, like, it was foggy. And this is not a foggy area. This is just, like, natural temperate forest. Which, yeah, fog can settle down on it. But, like, the thing is, like, I went from, like, green to red glows above the trees. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, why in the heck is there is a weird color change to the fog? Like, unless somebody's putting LED lights in the trees, and this is a, a freaking natural forest of we're having a freaking party. Like, why in the hell why these colors change? Why is it so foggy? Why is it so changed? And I pointed these out during the drive with my friend, on the way to the devil's circle. Because I sat there and I was like. Why are these things changing? Why are these colors so weird? Yeah, This makes no sense. Unless somebody has LED lights in the trees. It makes absolute no sense. Because. The colors that changed. Were isolated. They weren't. Spread out across the sky. This wasn't a horizon. This wasn't an mm. effect. From nature, this was, this is just above a tree. This is just above a house. Now, see, now, I, I don't like putting this into every paranormal experience, but the color change and the fog and all that, it really does sound a lot like an alien abduction scenario. Like, you see that a lot with alien abduction scenarios where there's weird colors. In the middle of nowhere, there's fog where it shouldn't be. There's colors that don't exist. Well, and actually, the experience I had after leaving is the most alien experience I've ever had. Not paranormal, alien. Right, and that's why I wanted to preface it. Because I do know the story that you, you told me. That's why I wanted to preface it with that. Because I feel like you might have had two experiences in this one evening. Yeah, I, I, I felt like it might have been alien. Alright, so, after uh, traversing down the way and going down the road that we knew went to the Devil's Circle, the Devil's Tramping Ground, we sat there and I'm the only one who sat there and I'm like, I'm in the driver's seat and my friend who's a passenger and we were in her Jeep and she sat there and went like looking at her phone way too much and I said like do you not notice like the weirdness and the fog and the color or anything like that we get the devil's tramping ground this is where it got weird so we got to the spot 
pulled off the road and we stopped. The clock on Jeep is at a certain time. Uh, that certain time, uh, we're just put uh, I feel like it's like 12.38, so midnight 38, 12.38, uh, on the hours on the clock. So when you say 1230, what's the time you saw when you last, when you got out of the Jeep? Yeah, 1238, we get out of the Jeep. Now, we walked down the path, and we went into the Devil's Tramping Room. Now, as we walked down the path, we felt like we only walked maybe, at most, like 50 feet. And 50 feet is not a long distance. Like, 50 feet away from the Jeep. Like, the moment that, like, we left the Jeep from the time that we entered this area that just all of a sudden, like, opened up into emptiness. And it's pitch black out, right? Yeah, it's pitch black. It's dark. It's like, there's nothing. Like, all you can see is the stars in the sky and the edge of the tree line. And we sat there and, like, we looked around. And I noticed that there were, was a path leading up to the circle. And I was like, I want to go down that path. And my friend, Heather, she sat there and was like, don't go down there. No, no, no. Don't go. Don't go. She stopped me. And I was like, no, I want to go. And I was like, I want to go see what this is. And I kept trying to go down and she kept stopping me from going down. We must have spent half an hour out there flashlights, cell phones shining in on everything and I say 1238 because of the fact that we're like alright so there's a point that it gets so quiet so weird and so freakish so unsettling and nervous in nature that we're sitting in the middle of a circle in the middle of the forest and we're sitting there and we're like there's no sound there's no birds there's no no birds there's no crickets there's no animals nothing pure quiet and we were completely freaked out it freaked us out we're like we're going back to the jeep so I sat there and I turned on my flashlight and I tried to shine it back in the direction that we were going to do. Thing was, is that from the time that we left the Jeep, getting Devil's Circle, that space that existed between us from the Jeep and in the circle had expanded. Like, I'm shining lights. I thought I saw the light, like the eyes of a deer reflecting in my flashlight. The Jeep was so far away in the middle of the woods, I couldn't believe that we had even walked that far. We could barely find our way out of the circle. We almost couldn't find our way out. So we got back to the... Yeah, I wanted... No, that's what I was saying earlier. I wanted to walk down these paths. And my friend Heather kept telling me no. 
kept telling me, no, don't walk down those steps. Don't do it. Don't do it. She kept stopped me, kept me in the circle. That was the thing. It's like she kept me from leaving the circle, and we went back to the Jeep. This is when it got weirdly paranormal of an experience. Because it was already already uh, oddly oddly enough the fact that we sat there and experienced time no sounds of crickets no sounds of birds no sounds of anything it was just complete pure quiet in that surrounding area we didn't hear anything which is freaky in the middle of nature so once we get back to the deep, like where I'm saying it was like 12.38, like on the clock. When we get back in the Jeep, that's where it started to get extra creepy and freaked out. The moment we get back in the car, the time that we left the vehicle was the exact same time that we left the vehicle. So if it was 12 at the point that it was like 12.38 on the clock. It was 12.38 when we get back in the Jeep. The time in the Jeep had not changed. We were there about, yeah, we were there about, like, I would say not 45 minutes, but I would say, like, we were there for about 20 to 30 minutes. And the time that we were there, if nothing else, like, by the time we get back in the Jeep, the clock on the Jeep should have been at least one minute ahead or more. We walked from the vehicle. We went into the Devil's Circle. Right. We experienced it, and when we came back and got back in the vehicle, the time on the clock that was in the vehicle... The time on the clock was exactly the same as when we left. See, that's even freakier. The vehicle. <laughs> that's even fucking freakier. It got even freakier afterwards. Okay. So it's like the time we experienced there, it was like it creeped us out. It bothered us. Like you knew something was up while you were in the Yeah. Circle. So I got we got in the jeep. Like let's oh. get the hell out of here. Can Can I ask you again? Describe this in detail when you when you first came back because I was there when he came back from North Carolina the first time. Like it was fresh on his mind. You did talk about how the ground like it grew nothing and there was like no obvious signs, right? Or yeah, they had like scientists. They've had scientists yeah. go out there try to grow plants and nothing will grow, even though that the soil is more fertile in that circle then the soil is fertile outside of that circle. But for some reason, plants die. If you plant a fresh plant in that circle in the morning, it will be dead by the next day. And the craziest thing is that that soil is more fertile than all the soils surrounding it. In that perfect circle. 
but we only found this out after we left. Because we got in the Jeep, and I was like, we are getting the hell out of here. We are moving. We are going. And I went, and I pounded down that road. And so I, I, ground, I, I pushed that pedal forward. Now, it took me an hour and a half to drive from Raleigh, North Carolina to get to the Devil's Circle. Devil's Triumph. It took me an hour and a half to get there. Now, from Raleigh, North Carolina, I only took one turn on an expressway and I took one turn off of an expressway. Uh-huh. Right? So, when I left the Devil's Trapping Ground, I took the same turns to get away from it, right? But all of a sudden there was lights in our rearview mirror. And the person that was with me saw those lights and they were like, dude, they're coming up on us fast. Like, they came up on speed. But there was no reflection on the road. It was just light, but there was no road reflection. You couldn't see the light reflecting off the road path. So So the light was like hovering above the it was weirdly like the light was directed forward. So it doesn't mean that it was hovering. It just means that it was above the road and it was directed forward. Scientifically, light can work that way. Now we get away from that light as fast as we could. And there was like no other lights, right? It was like turning we had, a, we had a train crossing. Actual was, lights or yeah. top lights like, like for a truck. Anything yeah. that would indicate a it vehicle. It was something we were like, we were like, is this a truck? Is this a big truck behind us? And we got to a railroad crossing. And then I went over the railroad crossing and the lights disappeared, right? And I sat there and I was like, okay, well, we're away from whatever. But all of a sudden, those lights just reappeared in the mirror and they jumped on us like and i'll tell you what i was so frightened from the devil's circle that i was driving i must have been going 90 90 miles an hour down a two-lane country road i would had to pedal to the floor i was so frightened and so scared the person that was with me heather she sat there in the passenger seat and like I went and she went I took a rock from the devil's circle and I said throw that out the window right now no throw it out the window was she the only one with you that night? she was the only one with me and she sat there and threw the rock out the window because I was like we are not taking anything from that place like the energy is like messed up and bad the fog the lights everything's weird we're driving the two down a two-lane road there's a vehicle behind us that doesn't exist like it looks like <laughs> like the headlights of a truck and then like within like were they like super bright i mean no it was like a like, yellow light but okay. within like less than 10 seconds it went from being nothing to all of a sudden like on our bumper all right and then we got to the main road, right? So I got to the main road because I was sitting there and I had my foot to the pedal, like my foot to the floor. I was sat there. I drove this Jeep. We're talking about a six-cylinder Jeep, foot to the floor, four-wheel drive. I'm going 80, 90 miles an hour. That's pushing it for that Jeep. I mean, this is like an 80s Jeep. I know your Jeep. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... I'm 
to the floor and I'm like pushing it at like 80, 90 miles an hour. And I get to that and like I skid like 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 brakes are like ba 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 like when I stop to get to the main road oh, to you turn. Locked your brakes. You lock your brakes. <laughs> yeah. Like I lock my brakes, get to the main road. And then I have to turn on the main road. So I turn on the main road and the lights that went in our rear view mirror, they never turned. They never came out. They never came from the road. Nothing. It never whatever is behind us. No reflection, no light on anything nothing. else. Just... I watched. And the person in my passenger seat watched the whole time. And whatever was behind us never turned onto the main road. None of it. And that is the first road that we turned onto that we saw all the weird different colored lights above the farmhouses and the trees and everything before we ever got to the Devil's Circle. It never came onto the main road, whatever it was. But here's what got freaky. We got onto the main road. I drove back to Raleigh. I never turned off an expressway. Now, I took three turns to get onto the expressway. Huh. But to get back to Raleigh, I drove straight through like an hour and a half. I mean, that could just be poor city planning, though. Could be poor city planning, but you're talking about an hour difference. How long did it take you back to get to Raleigh? It took me an hour and a half to get there. It took me two and a half hours to get back. What? Now, driving but on top of that, driving back on the return trip. I was going to say, what about your GPS? Not I back? used GPS. That was what was fucked up. I used GPS the whole way and it there. took me longer to get home than it took took me an extra 30 minutes to get home than to get back. And I was like, okay, baby, the roads are screwed up or whatever. Now, oh, okay, well, question. This On the main where... road from the Devil's Tramping Ground to your yeah, official about the highway, main road. did your phones, cell phones, anything, did any of that work? No, it all kept fucking up. Everything. All our cell phones, everything kept fucking up. See, that's... I kept felt that up. was the case. I felt that was the case. I and, you kept know, figuring up. I knew that was the case. You know, that is the epitomal sign of alien intervention. But here's where it got weirder. It's when I came back home from Raleigh, North Carolina. Where you're all staying, yeah. Or when you came back to Kentucky. Staying with my friend. Yeah. So I came back home, right? And I'm driving a Jeep. I'm on my way back home. I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Shreya. Darling girl, you know her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the thing. She was like, why did you call me at like 3 in the morning last night? And I was like, oh, fuck. forgot about this part. Yeah. And I sat there and I went, I didn't call you. Turns out, she screenshotted the missed call and the voicemail. And sent it to me. And I saw this. And I was driving on my way back from Raleigh. And I saw it. And I was like. And I looked at my phone. And I had no 
sent call. I had no voicemail, nothing. So she had a missed call that she screenshotted and sent to me and said, I missed a call from you. And this was at the exact time that what I would have been in the devil's circle. In the devil's traffic uh-huh. ground. But on my phone, there was no outgoing call, no missed call, no voicemail. So I sat there and I looked at it and like she screenshotted it and sent it to me. I have a missed call, a voicemail that was just static. Now here's my question. As an investigator of these kinds of things, do you have evidence of both your phone and her phone screenshots? And, or, plus, do you have a way that we can get the audio recording of what she had from a voicemail from your phone? Well, the audio recording is static. What? But yeah, it's static? It's just static. Phones don't do static anymore, man. But because of Google Cloud, all of it is saved. On the cloud. But it's corrupt data. Like, phones don't do static anymore. That's that's evidence in itself. Like, I want that static. It's all it's all static. Everything. Everything that she got. Like, she's like, I got a voicemail message you from but it's all static. Can we get that? I'm sure I gotta take time. I gotta look back through the cloud, but it's all on like the cloud. Like if she's just screen playing it even on the, the screenshot, even the screen no, no just, screen record with screenshot, like a screen record, just a screenshot from the fact that like she took a screenshot that like she took a screenshot of her phone that says that I sent her a message, and I took a screenshot right after that said I have no sent phone call. I never oh. even gave you a phone call. So that means her phone received a signal from me that was just static during a time when I was in the devil's circle where the the time on the Jeep didn't exist. So we lost time and somebody got a message during that lost time and it didn't work out, and it was just static. And because you went through a whole time loop, I mean, you basically fucking time travel at this point because you went in at the same time you came out. It took us forty five minutes to drive there. You went in took, at the same time you came out. That's but time it travel. Us, it took us an hour and forty five minutes after after the time that we left. Forty five minutes to drive there, but an hour and forty five minutes to drive back. That makes no sense. Wait, so, wait. do you think you lived an entire lifetime? We lost an hour of time. In the land of the lost? Do you think that's possible? We lost one hour of time. Slee stacks. That's all I'm going to say. I have no idea what happened in that hour, but we lost one hour of time. You said you all took a video and phone recordings and all kinds of stuff. Did any of that actually come up on your phones? Yeah, no, it's all on the cloud. Like, like. Can you get that? Can you get it to me to post? Because I would absolutely well, no, no, add it no, to the episode. I mean, not the video, but like that, the, the calls and the audio. Yeah, and can like I get that. that? Yeah, I can get all of that. I can still get all of that from the cloud. Oh, dude, give that to me, and I will post it at forty minutes fifteen. I will go ahead. and...
please get that to me. I I don't care if I have to like. But all of it. However, I have to record it. I will record it, and we will get that in play here for you now. There we go. But all of it exists. Like the thing is that like that shit happened, and that it took us forty five minutes to drive there. Why did it take us an hour and forty five minutes to drive back? Yeah, I mean, that well, makes, I mean, you could ex- try to explain that by roads and bad city planning, try to it being dark, that, you might be lost, GPS isn't working. An hour and 45 minutes, first 45 minutes. It's still crazy. That makes no still sense. So crazy, dude. That is way, 10 minutes makes sense. An I think hour, the audio recordings are going to reveal more than we think. Like, once I start playing hour, with them, An oh. hour of time makes no sense. Yeah. Like, our time, like, the fact that, like, she has a recording that my phone says I didn't even send. That is the epitome. And I believe you, because I remember when you came back from Raleigh, like, it was, like, the next day. I was the fuck out. No, I know. Like, I was there the night you came back, and I was like, what the fuck happened to you? You seem different today. And you told me the story, and I I tried to retell it, but I obviously did not capture the epitome of what freakishness happened. I was scary as shit. I was freaked out. No, I, I mean, like, you absolutely, like, you were like, no, I'm never fucking going back to North I've Carolina. I've experienced nothing but paranormal experiences, but I tell you what, I will... One place I will never, never happen. I will never. You can, you can ask me, and you can pay me all the money you want, but I will never take you back to the Devil's Circle. If you want to see the Devil's Circle, look it up. Go (laughs) there. Find it on your own, like I did, because I will never go to that place again in my life, and I refuse. (laughs) Like the Devil's Circle, that is. The most paranormal, creepiest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Well, folks, I tell you what. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, then I'm sorry we were not able to obtain the audio data. But I'm going to do my best with Vinny here on a day when we get in contact with all the parties involved. About like me reviewing logs. We're, we're going to do our best we can to pull that shit out of the cloud. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Pull it out of the cloud. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. This is one of the most wild stories I've ever heard in my life. I hope to experience something similar to this eventually, and hopefully you all are there with me when we do it. Me and Devin, even better, if I can drag his uh, <laughs> ass down there to a paranormal location, which, by the way, I got some stuff in the works. Um... This has been one of my favorite episodes with one of my best friends, Vinny Coker. <laughs> and we will see you on the next one. Wolf takes a bite. We are out, baby. Say goodbye, Vinny. Bye. Bye.